This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 35. All the threes, boys, and it was three all as well against Brentford. But um, how are we, uh, ladies and gents? I mean, I say that, ladies and gents. I don't know why I do that. But Ben and Maz. Um, I think you're speaking to the audience as well, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I guess. But no one ever says how their day is in the comments. So I I feel like it's a bit of a lost question, isn't it, really? I think they should start doing it now, from now on. Yeah. Yeah, are we... Let us know how you're doing. Plucking right? the comments in the first 30 seconds. That's yeah. a little therapy anyway, session in the first five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, we all need that. Fair point. Um, but yeah, Ben, how, how are you doing, mate? Robbed, broken, um, but a lot brighter from Sunday night when I found out that Graham Potter got sacked. Lol. Um, so yeah, it's kind of made me feel a little bit better, but yeah, it's just still broken and everything mm. like that. But yeah, not bad. Mm. And Maz? Yeah, mate, I just beat um, Crystal Palace on FIFA 4-1, so that's great. <laughs> uh, that's made my day. Life's great, uh, then. Yeah, life's That's good. why you were late for the pod, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was beating Palace 4-1, and um, I've actually, I actually had a day off today, so yeah, life's good, man. Damn. Apart from, obviously, a thrill uh, disappointment. I know it was, a, it was a big game in the grand scheme of things, but then also, at the same time, against a decent Brentford side, a, a point isn't the end of the world. I think that's the sort of mm. uh, the way I'm looking at it now. Mm. On the day, like Ben said, it was disappointing. But now I've had a bit of time to reflect. Yeah, a draw this against the Brentford, guy that, a good Brentford side. This is the guy that interviews Laura Woods, Anthony Joshua, Tyson <laughs> Fury, KSI, Jake Paul. But it's all right because he was busy playing FIFA before the That's what was <laughs> keeping go, him waiting. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yes, I do. Uh, yeah, I do agree. I think... Do you know what? I'm actually not as fuming as I thought I would be. Like, despite the like 33 shots and the stupid amount of possession and the fact that we pretty much dominated them, but not pretty much, we did dominate them. But I'm not, I don't know, because we came back and equalised, felt a little bit better than if we sort of conceded that goal to make it free. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a bit, a bit lighter on it. But um, yeah, it was a, it will start with the game. Now, obviously, the, the news about Graham Potter and stuff we could also talk about because it does directly affect us and it is quite funny. In fact, you know what? We'll start that first because um, obviously it's very topical. Um, obviously, Graham Potter has been sacked by Chelsea. 
only six months after signing from from Brighton, and um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a, <laughs> a very sticky situation for uh, for a man who was the most expensive manager of all time, can we just say, and um, actually has gone down as the worst Chelsea manager in recent history. Um, just let that one sink in for a minute. <laughs> um, ben, how how are you when you saw that news, mate? Because I've got to be honest, I didn't know even know until I saw it in the um, TSR chat, and I. I, everyone was tagging me being a Ryan's going to be buzzing and I was thinking oh my god what's going on but yeah um, what, what, you know I, I just take? finished work like an hour previous I thought I was going to have a nice night off and then no the, the news broke and I was brilliant so I had to start working again but obviously the Brighton fan inside me was found it very very funny because um, mm. it is hilarious that he's been sacked you know he thought yeah. he was going to sure. better himself which every human can think that but he made a poor decision uh, but then, like the human side of me, or the just the more the football brain, just thinks that it's more of a, just a Chelsea screw up, and he's been made to look like a fool because of it. Like the fact they hired Graham Potter after Thomas Tuchel is just that's that's where it all went wrong. He should not have been put in that position that early, and I don't blame him for taking it. Obviously, the way things ended was a bit sour, but yeah, there's two. Yeah, there's two parts of me. One's like. Really, very, very funny that he has been sacked. But then the other side, I just think Chelsea are just a shit club. Mm. Really poorly run, clearly mm. still. Roman Abramovich still somehow pulling strings. Well, it seems like it with Todd Bowley's actions. But um, yeah, mm. I think the the funniness and the comedy side of it definitely outweighs the, the sympathy yeah. that I have for him, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Maz, I mean, there was a lot of... not. It's almost like a civil war to be honest, between Brighton fans. There was, there was a big portion, particularly Albion Raw, that called, called me out this morning, early hours of this morning, actually. So half five getting rattled is kind of, it's kind of mad. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I got called out by quite a few sort of, potentially the older people in the in the fan base, not to point fingers at generalisations or anything. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, Maz, but I, I just find it funny, the same as Ben. Like, yes, I get he's a family, he has a family, whatever. But what he did to us, you know, you're, you're right to be hurt. And, and it's funny when it all comes back around that karma, surely. Yeah, no, I mean, look, every every fan <laughs> yeah. is every fan is entitled to their opinions. Look, you're going to have every fan base are going to be split in some proportion to, you know, people being happy, people not being happy, whatever it might be mm. uh, on any topic. So this one especially was always going to be one of those, I think, because of a lot of Because, you know, let's be let's be real. He did a lot for this club. He did, you know... Uh, progressed the club he was very progressive for us and he done a lot for us which was great don't get me wrong but then on the flip side the way it all ended including myself and including you two we weren't happy because of how it ended and and rightfully so mm. like he, he didn't I don't think he handled the situation well I don't think uh, Chelsea handled it well like I just don't think a lot of people involved didn't handle the whole situation well and so it, I think it was just inevitable that if it was to go bad which it, it did I think you know a lot of us fans would have been happy, cheering, you know, taking the piss, whatever it might be. So I don't, mm. I don't get the whole, you know, people going, oh, you can't react in what, you, you know, they react in a certain way because everyone reacts differently. Like some people might be happy, some might be sad, some might have sympathy, like Ben was saying. So yeah, I, I don't get the whole, you know, divide or you know, fans going mm. against each other because first of all, who cares? It's Chelsea going down the shitter, which yeah. is great. <laughs> great to see. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see why fans within the Brighton community are getting at each other, first of all. And secondly, yeah, everyone's everyone has their right to their opinions and views like you have, Ryan, and like we have. So yeah, people attacking other fans is just a bit weird to me. But mm, um, to sum up my views uh, on the whole situation, yeah, I, I thought it was quite funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, seeing him <laughs> seeing him go out that way. But just a big caveat, I think, is that 
like Ben touched on, Chelsea Football Club are, uh, have always been that kind of club, just to be ruthless. And, you know, if a, if a manager's not performing to the standards they've set, they're gone. And Potter must have known that going into that job. Mm. So it, wasn't, it probably didn't come to a surprise to him. But at the same time... He couldn't time, have been less suited for that role. And that's where Chelsea yeah. screwed up. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think he was ready to take that step up. And as much as he probably thought, and, and again, like Ben said, I, I don't blame him. You know, there's more money, Champions League football, better calibre of players. Well, at the time, as a general squad. <laughs> on paper. Yeah, yeah, on paper, on paper. <laughs> um, on FIFA. Yeah, on FIFA. <laughs> on FIFA. And uh, yeah, so I, I just think that, yeah, him getting sacked, um, well, I felt felt quite quite rewarding in a weird way and uh yeah. but of course i think he's, he's still a very good manager i'm not saying he, he's shit or he's not a good manager because he clearly is he just didn't mm. work out for him at chelsea and probably like a club i think at more club he's more suited maybe like just outside the top six that you know he should have stayed at us basically he should have stayed with us so, seen the season through he made a mistake and now he's sort of paying for it well he's not paying for it because he's made 50 million so mm. i'm sure he's, <laughs> i'm sure he's fine i'm sure he's fine yeah. he's crying into his million so uh i'm but sure it's all before good. we before i get your quick opinion Brian I think the the main part is that we're so much better off without him like it was a blessing this whole thing right at the beginning we thought yeah. this is going to be our club's finished we're going to get relegated whatever everyone's panicking but it could not have been more of a blessing in disguise it's crazy how much has changed because we wouldn't be where we are if Graham Potter still managed us it's just as simple as that to Zerbi is giving us this new edge and we, yeah we're fucking class under, under him instead of Graham Potter it's just mm. funny how everything works yeah. isn't it and if Todd Bowley really wanted to um, be serious and prove that he's a serious uh, investor, owner, whatever you want to call him, there's one person that he should have bought. And of everyone that he bought, he didn't get Tony Bloom. And that's exactly why mm-hmm. this whole thing's failed for him. Because regardless of whether we were to lose to Zerbi next week to Tottenham, which this could be famous last words, couldn't it, after the Fabrizio Romano retweet. But if, if we were to lose anybody... The person who's the brains, the innovator, you can't outthink the innovator, and that is Tony Bloom. And what he's put in place here, um, you know, Graham Potter joined on an upward trajectory club. He came into something that was being built pretty much for him. Everything was there for him. Um, at Chelsea, it was a bit of a scattergun mess of a situation, and it still is um, probably even more so than it was probably 24 hours ago. Um, and yeah, he gets what he deserves. I think you know that's that's as simple as that. You 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 throw yourself into the lions. If you get bitten, you can't come out crying and, and, and saying anything about it because you put yourself there. So um, that's my take on it. Which anyway. he hasn't as well. To be fair, he's mm. on pot aside. He's handled everything so well. Every that, his True. whole time at Chelsea. It, obviously, there was a bit of banter when he like swore when he said he was going to win the effing Champions League. That's funny how that's come round, but. Yeah, I think and I think some some Chelsea fans were very thankful of like the respect he's shown. He was always yeah was very professional, yeah. which is the person that we always knew. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw as well. There was an article this morning as well that came out that apparently the players, um, as soon as he came in, were actually like bringing yeah. up Harry Potter references, talking about Quidditch, and like well, they had to Google him. Yeah, they had to Google him. No one knew who he was. So, like, I think going into that kind of environment, I think from the off, you're you're, you're doomed. <laughs> you know, if you go into a dressing room where the people are taking the mick out, you calling you Harry Potter and saying that you're a Quidditch teacher or whatever, like you just you're you're doomed for failure. Like, you, you're not going to win there, especially with the big egos in that changing room. So, I think he was basically 
uh, you set up a failure from the beginning, unfortunately for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, Graham Pyle, you shouldn't have left, mate. And uh, yeah, have some of that. Don't sell yourself for money. It never works. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting, um, to say the least. And yes, I have enjoyed myself with it, to be fair. It has been funny. Um, and I don't take anything back. I think it's all hilarious. And I continue to think that. And I don't care what any podcasters or any people think about that. It's just mm. true. Um, but anyway. I'm sorry, not, not that anyone said it, Ryan, okay. either. This isn't a maturity thing by laughing at it you like i've seen no, grown men just... that still find this stuff really really funny yeah it, just, it is like... it's just an incredible situation and it's hard not to find it funny it would be anything though isn't it it's not just the manager for your club it's if, if you put this situation in anything in life if your mate ditches you and <laughs> you, you see him six months later and he's falling yeah when he gets club, a girl you're gonna laugh at yeah. him yeah and then they break because up it's what you do that's how that's the, how life works if you're if you're gonna ditch someone at least make it work out because if it doesn't you're going to you're going to look like an idiot um so especially at the time of the year and everything that we lost it goes without saying but anyway bruno is now the manager of chelsea for the time being but we'll leave isn't it that mental that. Just, just on on the topic of bruno uh, do you see okay. his mural got um his mural yeah uh, yeah he's got a new one haven't we? yeah, yeah. it looks better love, but i still i mean fair play because it just it does look a lot better but i still think the faces look a bit mm. strange they've done a good job of the couple that they've started yeah um, I, I i i i think they said they're doing a few didn't they around the around the mm. city which i think they, they lead, look, yeah, personally. They i think it's it. great um you know i think to make brighton into a bit more of a football city is definitely necessary particularly around the lanes where all that artwork is to see a few more brighton faces would be great um, I personally think anyway, I think it's great so shout out Dogma but um, yeah we'll move over we'll move over from Graham Potter Chelsea because yes it is funny and there's going to be a few sly remarks throughout the rest of the podcast I'm sure but um, anyway we'll move over to Brentford because it was a, it was a crazy game you're right it was a crazy game I said before the the, the game that it was going to be low scoring two t- teams hard to beat um, and all of a sudden after half an hour there's four <laughs> goals and you think okay here we go then um, but yeah I'll, I'll get your thoughts Mads because it, it did start a bit mad the uh, um, first goal was uh, I, you hold your hands up and say it was a well worked move, good header. Yeah, Dunk will be disappointed, I think. But um, yeah, what's yeah. your what's your take? Yeah, no, j- just in terms of the first goal. Um, yeah, you're right. I think Dunk would be disappointed. I think even Steele potentially. It was a good header. I'm not mm. saying Steele was like at fault uh, by any stretch, but yeah, maybe he yeah. might have been slightly disappointed. But like you said, it was a well worked goal. Um, but against the run of play, I think we had a couple of chances before that. Um, so just disappointing. And I suppose it sort of set the tone for the rest of the evening, uh, for the rest of the day where like, we're we're going you know we're going at them we look the better team and then all of a sudden bam they just hit us and defensively i think defensively all day even like do you remember the estepinian back pass i know we didn't really Mm. mean it but it just i don't know it just defensively we didn't look on it uh on saturday and i think that was our biggest downfall just defensively and i'll actually i've got a few stats uh, as you know i love my stats so defensively yeah so if you take all the other metrics you've got shots expected goals passes duels and discipline right in every category, pretty much bar XG set play, which I don't know what that means exactly, um, we literally set dominated. Piece, um... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Predicted to score. Yeah, right. Yeah. From set pieces. Um, so every metric, we beat them literally by like a landslide, right? Uh, but then, funnily enough, in defense, they beat us in every metric. So tackles won. They beat us yeah, um, seven yeah. to six. Interceptions, nine to two. Blocks, nine to one. Clearances, 38 to five. And keeper saves eleven to two, which actually, in funny enough, that's not necessarily good because keeper saves yeah. isn't good, clearances isn't good, blocks. Isn't I was going to say you know this. I mean? 
Yeah, yeah and, so and it's we're not on exactly top of the whole game, so their their defensive yeah. stats are always going to be higher. Um, no, of course, but, yeah, of course. I get your point. But yeah, so it's just funny how that that sort of area they were better, if you want to call it that. Obviously, those metrics probably don't uh, isn't a good reflection. But yeah, I just thought defensively, just just as a whole on the day, and that first goal, so yeah, many I mistakes think, basically. Yeah, in that first goal, Shot I, thought, I think just foot. summed it off. Yeah. yeah. For Joel Veltman's yeah. throw for the Tony one, who shouldn't even be on the pitch, by the way, that mm. infuriates me. I don't care when he plays against other teams because who cares? But like the fact he scored yeah. against us when he's such a wind up as well, isn't it? Pitch. Drives you mad. Oh yeah, oh, mate, drives <laughs> yeah. me mad. I, I think just I know I'm skipping a little bit here, but that second goal, the fact they scored straight from kickoff as well. Mm. I think again just showed our defensive frailties. Not like yeah, our but it was a Veltman. It was a Veltman throw. So he, yeah, he literally just launched throwing, it, yeah. and then I think two yeah, people just got uh, one bright player just got yeah, completely surrounded, yeah. and they both they the one the header. It's a great flick on by Embuemo, and a, yeah, very good finish mm-hmm. from Tony. But to yeah to concede that quickly is yeah you should never be able to do that. Um, mm, I thought what was the other thing I was going to say oh, actually. No, no, you carry on actually. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say I thought um, you know Veltman dunk Colwell. Um, the Stipin Yan yeah, couple, but not so much. But more so those three. But the rest of the fourth, um, I thought, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of things they look at and they're not going to be happy with. I mean, um, you know, Colwell was out of position quite a bit. Uh, Dunk mm. was the same. Um, nowhere near the sort of usual standard of Lewis Dunk we're expecting. And uh, my dad actually raised a good point, which I wanted to mention on here because he said, "Do you reckon it's because Lewis Dunk was pretty bad?" that you know everyone else is bad you know you've you've almost got dunks performing badly and everyone else looks at him and thinks oh my god I don't know what to do because that's what a model captain <laughs> is not like Bruno Fernandes who spends the majority of the time on the floor because he's not really a model captain but um, you know someone like Lewis Dunk who's been so composed for so many years and has been a big leader for us and everyone hails him don't they at the club um, he probably had one of his poorer games and, and is that a reflection on the likes of Colwell and, and Veltman potentially Maz? I think it's it's a really good um really good flag like I, I think it could definitely be a, um a thing like I, I think a lot of captains lead by example don't they so if your captain's having a bit of a stinker or uh, not leading by example sometimes the rest of the team yeah. then you know dip in yeah. form I I don't know if I, I I wouldn't say it was probably because of that the fact that he had a stinker and everyone else had a bad poor game I think just individually they all had a pretty mm. bad day um but no definitely it's, a, it's a, I I agree you know if your captain is having a bit of a down day or a bit of a stinker. I think the team does get affected by that because because if he's not if he's having a bad game, then how is he meant to then g up the rest of the team by you know leading by example, going look, well lads, play like me. Well, if you play like me, we'll fucking concede ten, let alone three. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a good flag. I just don't think that was the case on Saturday. I think it was just uh, the whole back line wasn't mm. on top mm. of their game. But the the, me- yeah. the most mental stat from the whole thing was the fact that I think it was a new re- as a broken record as well. I think every single outfield player for Brighton had at least two attempts on goal. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That that's is, yeah, that's, record, isn't it? yeah, it's the most mental yeah. stat I've ever heard in my life. And that is yeah, something that, is that classic that we own it now as well, that we've had all yeah. these attempts. Even just dunk, like we were just talking about. Yeah, two two, two yeah. chances, two headers, both over the yeah. bar, should be going on target at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just yeah. the amount of chances we had in that game. But also and, as well. Yeah, I think it was just our defence that let us down with a lot of mistakes. You know, Ryan, you were saying 33 shots earlier. We only had eight shots, uh, sorry, eight shots off target and 15 shots on target, which is obviously great. Like one in two is great. But like those eight, eight off target, that's a lot, right? Like that's, I know, I know we had a lot of shots, but also eight off target isn't, 
isn't the 15 best. 15 on target is pretty mad, though, you know. No, no, I that, that is mad. Minute. Yeah, 15 on target, 8 off target, uh, 33 mm. altogether. And but then with that being shots. said, like <laughs> I saw a lot of people really giving Raya a lot of praise, saying he made so many saves. I thought it was a bit of a casual take, if I'm honest with you. I didn't think he made... He wasn't <laughs> yeah, really... like uh, It sounds mad, but he wasn't made to work probably as hard as he would have needed to be. It's hard saying that in a three-all draw with 33 shots, but it, it didn't seem he, like we were really ele- testing him with these big moments that we had the chances for. He made 11 saves out of those 33 shots. Yeah, but so. then you look at the, the look at those 11 saves, if you like... I mean, that Pascal, this is the one that really gets to me. That Pascal Gross chance, it was, it was flicked mm-hmm. over. It was a really good flick. I think it was Alexis. I could be wrong. Flicked it over. And it's, it's a great ball. It might have been Caicedo, actually. And, and, and Gross has to let that fall for his, for his right foot or even take it down on his chest. He's got all the time in the world. The keeper wasn't catching him. And he tries to almost header it. And it reminded me of a goal that he scored um, against, I want to say Bournemouth or something like that, or Huddersfield or something, uh, a few years ago. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was pretty much the same, but it was a, it was a tame effort, really. And it, it, he sort of de- explained, really, what was going wrong that day. But with that being said, though, it's a crazy game. And th- I think that that's what I put it down to. It was just a crazy game. Um, we'll talk about our goals, though, because, um, you know, it seems like we have to work so much harder than other teams to actually score a goal. Yes. Which is, it sounds stupid, but it's true. Um, but, Ben, I'll get your take, really. What, what was your take on, on the first goal? Uh, what, what, who did we, who even scored, actually? Matoma. I to think back now. Matoma, yeah, Matoma that's shit. the one. It was, the, it was, was a goal. goal. That was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah I, you know, Steel I didn't really believe. Didn't I didn't really ball. believe uh, Jason Steele had that passing ability. I know, um, I know, Deserby said that he prefers him because he thinks he's got he's is better. But I thought he was just kind of testing Sanchez. But it seems that Sanchez uh, seems that Steele is number one, and yeah, looks like he does have uh, better passing ability. Yeah. yeah, that ball was incredible, and then what a finish! Such a good goal. Mm. When I was watching, I was thinking a year or so ago. We probably would have lost that game by a few goals. We wouldn't have. Yeah. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have um, responded that quick. Um, it would have taken us a whole game to probably do to have finally equalised. But we do have a lot of goals in us now. Um, but yeah, that goal was incredible. And yeah, shout out to Jason yeah. Steele for a brilliant ball. Yeah, talk, talking of number one as well, I wanted to ask you boys because it's obviously Steele's coming and he's been great. I'm not saying he's uh, he's been poor. Obviously, I don't think he had his best game on Saturday. But is he the long term number one? Do you reckon? That is what I've been thinking. Because no. I'm thinking, do we bring Bobby Sanchez back and just... I know he's not as good as with his feet, but I feel like he's a better shot stopper than Steele. And mm. he's just more of a presence, I feel, when it comes... Although, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've been trying to sort of work out... I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's goals that... and cons. I don't know. There's goals that Steele's conceded since he's come in that I think Sanchez yeah. makes. Mm. But then you could probably yeah. argue that you'd say, oh, there are some mistakes that Sanchez has made. Like, he wouldn't have dropped the ball mm. against Palace. Maybe. You never yeah. know. I don't yeah, think many people would have like hundred. I said it. I said it when it happened. Like if Sanchez had to make that catch a hundred times, he would have only dropped it probably once. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty routine stuff. But yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it is a, it is a difficult. And I don't have the answer. But yeah, if you do have the answer and have someone you do prefer, let us know in the comments well, for sure. I was actually going to lead it on to Kyle Rushworth, who's picked out for Lincoln again. Um, he's been cran- mm. he's been fantastic since we signed up. Yeah, I've seen a few highlights. Nineteen now, yeah, mate, his highlights are insane. I mean, some of the saves mm. he makes are unbelievable. And don't get it wrong, the standard difference in the in the Premier League to Worthing and Lincoln is is dramatic, <laughs> right? Um, oh, there we go, we're good. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, yeah, Rushworth is probably the long long term one. 
at the moment, yeah, I think Steele probably will see out for the rest of this season, probably more obviously. Sanchez will play for the semi-final though. And then I was actually going to bring this up because if Sanchez, well, he will play for the semi-final. Um, what I find mad is he's now our number two, but arguably you would say you're pretty comfortable with him being in goal for that semi-final, if you know what I mean. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, yeah, That's a good point, actually. Because, yeah, you, mm. you, you think Steele... He was always, well, he's always been our number two since, what, two, three seasons now? Or, yeah, yeah like more than that, to be fair. I think it was 2018 yeah. we signed him or something like and, that. Crazy. And you, you would be saying the opposite. You'd be saying still would definitely be in goal for the semi-final. Mm. Uh, but now it's, yeah, the, how the turntables. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird feeling, isn't it, with, with Sanchez? Because um, I, I do believe he is a very good goalkeeper, but it just, and, yes. and Ben alluded to it, it's just his, his mistakes and he just seems to sort of not not be fully concentrating the whole 90 minutes and I think that's what's ultimately lost him his spot and I think he's getting too comfortable, which I love the fact that I still, and I said it when it happened, De Zerbi, the fact he actually laid down the law and was like, look, no, I'm not having this anymore. Like, I'm not letting this guy yeah. just get away with it and just be be comfortable that he's number one. Uh, I'm actually going to put Steele in there. So yeah, no, it's, it's a weird one going into that semi-final actually um, to yeah. see him in, in as the number two. Yeah, Not only a big game for us but yeah that will be a huge huge game for Sanchez just because mm. like, obviously he played against uh, Grimsby but not really a test playing Man United in the semi-final at Wembley is a massive massive test and Jason mm. still I wonder if part of yeah, Jason still human, was thinking yeah. I wish I was still number two so I could play <laughs> Never Cup semi-final at Wembley yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. We ne- we'll never know and maybe maybe though I've seen it in the past where managers have switched the goalkeepers for the bigger games in the cup you know you get to the final and they sometimes put in the actual number one we don't know what Zerbi will do. He he, not, he likes he likes to make bold decisions. Um, mm. My if I had to put money on it, I probably would sell. Pr- probably would say Sanchez stays in goal for that um, as the cup keeper now. Yeah, he will. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes, and as for Matoma, obviously the, the actual goal scorer, fantastic finish. I mean, we mentioned it a little bit before, but it it really was a fantastic finish. Seven goals for him now is the all time leading Japanese goal scorer in Premier League yeah. history, which is insane. And he's only really played. A very handful of games for us, to be fair, in the grand scheme of everything. What, has, what a side he's been. I can't get over how good he's been for us. Um, that finish is to die for. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time, barring maybe Trossard, I think Mopé had one against Palace, but more, more often than not, they probably would have put them over the yeah. bar. Mitoma, you never really had a doubt that that was going to go in the back of the net, did you, Ben? No, not at all. I had the great view of it behind, behind the goal as well. Obviously not in the Brentford end. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. As soon as it left his foot, I just knew it was going to dip in. And yeah, what, what yeah, well, very, very good finish. It's very similar to Trossard's one against Brentford last year. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think, I don't think Matoma's bounced before it went in, did it? Because I, I remember Trossard's might have. I can't, yeah, can't remember my brain's not working. But um, no, yeah, very, mm. very good finish for him. And I know we're saying like yeah. he's the all-time leading goal scorer uh, for Japanese players, but I don't think there was many, a lot of competition. Who else yeah, no. to be at? But um, at who, the same time, it's... Uh, who it's, was the Leicester striker? Yeah, Okazaki. Okazaki, yeah. yeah. I suppose that was some sort of competition. But yeah, obviously to do yeah. it in such a short period of time... Yeah, is, is great. I, yeah, I think that I think yeah. that's the most impressive part is the as Ryan mentioned and, and you mentioned Ben the fact that he's done it in the time he's done it in. Like, what is it? His full first like first sort of breakout season, so to speak, um, mm. and the fact that he's actually playing a run of games consistently and he's just proving he, he's getting better every game or you know over mm. a certain period of time. So yeah, to do it over this season uh, in the time he's done it in, I think that's the impressive part. I know and I agree with you though, Ben. Like the people before him weren't exactly the, the big highest <laughs> of ca- caliber players but yeah to do it do, do it in the time given to him uh fair play to him 
It's just because 433 Squawker done wanted done to get a tweet out about Matoma. It's probably why they yeah, did it. Yes. <laughs> get the engagement e- out. <laughs> Equally on the other side, you've got March. I mean, we really do oh, have mate. the, the two unreal. best wingers in the league at the moment. And Some it, it's player. probably not even yeah. too much of a stretch at the moment. It, they they really was, are on fire. He was, he was um, standout mate, for me. Yeah, I agree. And that's that was going to get onto that assist for that Welbeck goal because that mm. is a fantastic move. I know, I know, it's so simple, but Solly March didn't do that before. I, I, I can't explain it enough. He didn't do that. We all knew he could, but he just didn't do it enough. And and it's one thing that has, it really infuriates me about March. He, he never wanted to take on his man, but now you rarely think he's going to not take on his man. It's a it's a, it's a nice flick as well to the back post. It's yeah. sort of looped it, really. It's, it's Danny Welbeck's got the header in. And again, David Rye has been beaten, which I really don't get where, where everyone was getting all of the hype from. But it was a, it was a good header. And Welbeck, I, I wanted to get on this conversation because I thought, again, he's getting scapegoated when he wasn't that bad again. He got another goal. Um, and people saying, I saw someone, I can't remember who put it on, but someone said that he's better, Undav's better than Welbeck. Look, I'm not here to be making comparisons, but I wanted to just put that claim out there um, <laughs> for this moment here. I, I'll, let, I'll let Ben take it. No. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. No, even um, Joe, okay. you, you know me, you know me, I, I'm a bit of a Welbeck hater at times, um, but I, I, I think credit with credit due, he actually, yeah, I, I thought you played well on Saturday. I, I didn't think there was anything wrong. I still no. think that Ferguson, we missed Ferguson because he's Agreed. just, a, he just, yeah, he's, he's a monster of a player for the age he is and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's not to say Welbeck had a poor game. I just don't think... He's very different, obviously. Not actually not that not too dissimilar to Ferguson, but I just felt like he gets a lot of um, he gets a hard time, like me included, <laughs> giving him a hard time just because yeah, his output might not be as high as let's say a Ferguson or um, yeah. you know even some of the other players we've got scoring at the moment, Matoma for example. Um, yeah, and I think he gets a hard time, but I thought he actually played really well on Saturday, and he, and he links up quite well. Yeah. Even for for the March the goal he scored, he was very pivotal yeah. in that little link up play. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think it was just a bit harsh in it. Also, I wasn't disappointed yeah. when I saw him on the team sheet. I can't lie, like I don't. Yeah, mm. I feel like will there have been much difference in that game if Ferguson was playing? In my opinion, no. I think the positions that Welbeck got himself in, even just to score that, would Ferguson be in that position? Yeah, that's why I think the differences Maybe. are. He's a bit more of that. Target man. I know, he's, I know Evan Ferguson scored that header against Leicester, but I feel like Welbeck's the person you'd want in that, that kind of positions. And for the, the one way thing we played, I'd say, I Ferguson like done, would have done better. Would have been probably better than in would be the legs. I think uh, the first sort of half hour, a lot of the hassle we would have probably needed to put under them would probably have been done by Ferguson quite well. And there's a lot of chances in that second half that Ferguson would have loved to be on the end of. For example, that gross chance I mentioned not too long ago. If he was there, I'd, I'd put good money on the fact that it goes into the back of the net. So I think, yeah, I would I would say that he was missed in the second half, probably more so. Um, just as, you know, the likes of Pascal Gross, etc., the legs are starting to go, starting yeah, to like, give up hope. You know, you need that extra piece on, to come on to, to change the game again. Like, like you said, Ryan, imagine if we had it the other way around, where let's say got to 60, 70 minutes, and then you bring on Welbeck for that last 20. Mm. I think you'd be really, you know, be really yeah, effective. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, yeah. so ha- having Ferguson from, for 60, 70 minutes, and then bringing on Welbeck would have just been perfect, I think. And I think the Brentford defence... You know, would have struggled uh, with that. So yeah. But any other game, yeah. any other game where you score three goals, it's very rare that you were then still, I mean, an iron about yeah. the attacking, the attacking no, players because it was at the end of the day the defence that let us down. Like the mm. fact we conceded yeah. so soon after the second half, it's just yeah, that's so poor and very similar uh, to you know just put that down to defence though. It's almost you could blame 
everyone for that, for losing yeah, your heads as soon as you've just scored. Yes, it's defender's fault. Veltman did a bad throw. Everyone's out of position. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's, it's a Veltman mistake, right? But at the same time, everyone's asleep on it. And, and that's, that shouldn't be the case. If you're, if you're going to be hypercritical and you're deserving in the, tra- in the dressing room, I guarantee you that's exactly what he's probably got and said to them. You know? Yeah, he's smashed an iPad. What a video, well. by the way. <laughs> and then grabbing the iPad. I saw that. that was very... yeah. and also, as well, the fact that Pinnock and Janssen, both centre-halves, have scored as well. Yes, it's weak. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, not good. it's not good. No, agree. And this is one thing that I think is less likely to occur again. And which is why I'm put, this is why I'm not so pressed on it. If, say, for example, we go to Bournemouth tomorrow night and then, you know, the centre half score again and we're looking at Duncan, Colwell and Veltman, etc. for bad mistakes, then you're saying, right, OK, we need to fix up on our, on our set pieces. Um, I do agree, though, that set pieces have always been a problem for us. You know, since we had Duncan Duffy in the old days, you know, that was the that was the saviour, wasn't it? We had Duncan Duffy and it was fine, but it's sort of changed a little bit now and yeah, you get the greatness of Colwell playing them line-breaking passes and Dunk bringing it down on his chest and Veltman beating his man, but then you also miss out on probably a little bit more traditional football, which you might need at times as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to the third goals because obviously we, we've sort of mentioned it's the, the Pinnock one, but the one that I really wanted to talk about was the McAllister penalty. And I spoke to Deserve about this, but I'm not actually allowed to say the quotes yet because I don't know when we're going to release this podcast. And I don't actually know when I'm embargoed till and I ain't getting <laughs> in trouble again. Um, so <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just say... Um, what I asked him about was along the lines of Alexis McAllister's penalty and, and about, um, you know, how he's sort of this mentality shift. I don't think the composure that McAllister showed for that 90th minute penalty would have been replicated last year. I don't think we would have been so composed. I, I, mate, I could not watch that penalty for the life of me. I was so terrified. many people were My saying that whole body was just like this. I was, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I debated I turning it, around, but I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I think the majority of the people around me and me and dad, I, was, oh, I think you're going to miss, you're going to miss, you're going to miss, you're going to miss. And you know, then he scored uh, that. That's the Brighton fan old mentality which we still haven't moved on from. I don't know about you, Mads, but the, the newfound confidence and composure, I, I think it, it is newfound and I think it's different to and, and better than, yeah. than what we've had before. I mean, I mean, he's a World Cup winner, isn't he? <laughs> he, he, was in a, yes. he, was, he was involved. I don't, I, did he actually take a penalty in the, in the final? I don't know if he did. I don't think he did. I don't think, did he? No, he no, didn't. I don't think, so, I don't think he did. No. Um, but yeah, he's a World Cup winner. He, you know, he's been... I think that, that would have transformed him as a person and as a player, I think that experience of just yeah. being in and around a World Cup winning squad, getting, you know, getting throughout the whole tournament, you know, from losing, well to Saudi, well. yeah, losing to Saudi Arabia, like in a big shock in, in, in the beginning, and then going on to win the World Cup. I think that would transform him as a player, as a man. Um, and he's just, he, I think it was corners personified. The way he took that penalty, and it was such a good penalty as well. I think yeah. that was what, um, yeah, it, it just oozes confidence and class. And I think that's what we have in uh, Alexis McAllister, is a player that you can tell he is a, a sort of a, a quality above a lot Rolls of the players. Rolls-Royce, as yeah. the geese like to say. In, like, I know he, he, he had a bit of a dip of form, didn't he, a, a, a couple of games where we were sort of questioning, like, oh, is he yeah. just fatigued? Is he a bit, you know... Yeah. Is he, you know, overused maybe yeah overused yeah a lot of those sort of things were, were brought up but I think in the last two games especially he's just shown that yeah he is yeah, that level above like I thought yeah. on Saturday McAllister March uh, and Matoma probably were sort of by far sort of the Moises the as well oh yeah Moises yeah Moises as well Moises. I suppose you forget about him don't you because he's so good as well <laughs> he's but, um, so good mate too many good players too many good players yeah 
But um, yeah, to fin- fin- finish on McAllister, I think yeah, yeah. It, th- that that experience as in the World Cup has done him. You know, he he's made him go because we all knew he was technically brilliant. I think mentally yeah. now he's got that that side of him where he is that just all round complete player. Mm. But that, mm. and I'll tell what, what you were saying. Boy, oh, go on. Yeah, so go on. yeah, what you were saying earlier, like the kind of the PTSD of previous Brighton teams. We never had those clutch mm. players, those players that can win a game, the game changers. But now we have so many. And that's why I kind of, yes, I was absolutely bricking it for the penalty, but there was still confidence that he Mate, would do it. Back in the day, we, we would have literally no players on a pitch that we would trust to take a penalty. And now we've got yeah. quite a few to fair. Mate, we couldn't take penalties only in Charlton, like literally three mm. months, four months ago. Yeah, that was, that was a was December. One. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then, I mean, Newport as well, it always sticks out in my head. There's, there's so many um, penalty moments where we've just, I don't know. We've just always fallen a bit short. We seem to miss always. Yeah, I think it was Solly March and all that sort of thing. We always get a bit worried as two steps up. But yeah, there, there's just a new sort of um, not just confidence. I don't know how you even describe it. A bit more of a probably arrogance, maybe. You know, there's you, you need to go past confidence to be arrogant, and there's a fine line in between. But you also need to have a level of arrogance to be able to step up in the 90th minute and think, yeah, do you know what? I'm the man. I'm going to score yeah. this because those are the sort of things you need to be telling yourself to score. Um, and yes, as Maz says, it's a fantastic penalty straight in the top corner. He smacked it. Um, and what is probably most notable about it is we've not celebrated a draw, boys. We've we've got the ball <laughs> and we've run back to the halfway line. And look, you could you know you can have your jokes about the Palace moment last season, which we were all so happy about. But we don't celebrate draws now. It's a 90th minute draw. Last year we would have been celebrating that like a win. Now we're running back to the halfway line in order to go and win the game. And that to me speaks volumes as to and how we much should, we've changed and we should have yes. won the game Ryan we should have won the game uh, Hickey mm. should have had a second oh, second mate. second uh, yeah. I don't know how that wasn't given to be honest because he's, he's out I don't know the rules anymore to be honest with you I, I get with the, with the <laughs> way the VAR and Fun, the Premier football. League yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm rapidly falling out of football. Well, football. But no, he's, the way he's like, arms so outwardly. Like, I, I think if that had happened to us, I think I would have been annoyed. But yeah. by the rules of the game, he's out, his arm is way yeah. out there and, it, think, and he's hit his arm. I think it was too close to That's what this said, March. Yeah. But yeah. this has been, this is also, Sorry, he, should, he should have been sent off for the first though. one because he literally dived yeah. and saved it. Yeah, as soon yeah. as it hit his arm... Yeah. And he, yeah. as soon as he hit his arm, all the Brighton players ran round. I looked at Hickey straight away, and he had his head in his arms, on a uh, head in his hands on the floor. And I was like, "It's a penalty." I was so confident yeah. because he was, he was all, immediately gutted that he had just given away I, a penalty. I, I thought yeah. it was a terrible uh, miss by Undav at first. I was like, "I was like, oh, yeah, fuck's sake, Undav, yeah, same, same, <laughs> same, fucking idiot." And then, and then I saw the, the replay. I was like, oh, "Fair enough, yeah." Yes. yeah <laughs> for for him, I was so happy because otherwise yeah. he would have got yeah. Yeah, yeah. if that just yeah. went straight over. Oh, but mate, word. imagine it was him that got the last minute. I'd have been so happy for him as well because that yeah. Would, yeah. if you wanted yeah. a confidence booster that's going a big game like that would have been mad yeah. um but yeah we we should have won that game we really should have done it. and the more i think about it the more i realize it to be fair because you know it is one of those but a point against brentford isn't bad at all i mean no. they are they are a good team they've done well this season there's there's no dispute in that and i think what's most important is we do face bournemouth there's there we've got to mention it now aren't we? because we, we're only going to play them in 24 hours time mm. um so we do face bournemouth tomorrow night um, it's all coming thick and fast, but boys. But I do get a bit worried about Bournemouth. If I'm honest with you, they they're a tough team. They're a very very tough team. Um, for us, historically, we don't do very well at the vitality. Um, we haven't done it in, in many years, to be honest with you. But what one thing that does give me a bit more confidence is that we did beat them back in January, I think, or February. And we also 
as we've said, have a new confidence, have a new arrogance. And going to a team like Bournemouth away from home, you'd like to be thinking we can take a win there. I don't know about you, Maz. Going into it, uh, historically speaking, it would be like, oh, it's Bournemouth, innit? Uh, that's all right. But this season, like you said, they've mm. actually not been bad. Like, just going through their fixtures, they, beat, they go and beat Liverpool 1-0 at home. Then lose to Villa yeah, away 3 0. Well. Yeah, and then they beat Fulham at home 2 1. So mm. at home, I think they, they do enjoy playing at home. Um, yeah. And, you know, like you said, they've got some, they've got a decent team. They've got Solanke, uh, Billing, even that Anthony on the, on the wing. Like, they've got some decent players that can hurt you. Oh, they're um, not decent, though. I don't think that those, I mean, those players aren't decent. I, I know Liverpool. I know Liverpool haven't on, played ben. their best. This season. <laughs> I know. I know Liverpool haven't played their best this season. But to beat Liverpool, quite they, they were all over them as well. You know, you can't. You can't be terrible. You can't be a bad mm. team. You can't be. No, a bad I think side. as a team, yeah. as a team, they're good, and that's what I'll give them respect for. I think. And it, when when we played them at the Amex, I think their counter attacking against us was every time they went on an attack or counter attack, I thought they were going to score. They look very. Yeah, they look like they're threatening us up front, um, up top. Whether they do it again, I don't know. I think we will have too much for them, though, this time. And like, like we literally just touched on, I think we've got too many clutch players and big, big game players now. Where this would normally be a bit of a banana skin on a good run that we yeah. might be starting, but I feel like now we actually have the team and players and the manager that will, yeah, get us through it. And we'll probably see Evan Ferguson play. Maybe that's why he was rested for yeah, Brentford. He's back, he? Yeah, he's back. Maybe. He's back for tomorrow. Yeah, maybe he thinks that Bournemouth will also probably be a bit of a better game for the matchups uh, yeah. for their defence. Well, co- well, according to you, Ben, uh, Bournemouth might as well be Grimsby, so Ferguson's scoring <laughs> at least a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I never said Grimsby, but yeah, I just know when you were saying Stickers like he has any decent players, I was like, no, they aren't decent nah. players. But. No, look, look I, I, I agree with you both. I don't, th- look, Bournemouth aren't a. We need to beat them. Come on now, let's get with it, boys. We need to beat them. We do have to beat them. And also as well, the fact, I don't think we've lost in, was it six games now? We haven't lost in six games. And I don't think we've lost away in seven, I think. Since October, mate. October. In seven games, we haven't haven't lost Mm. away. So, look, everything's in our (coughs) favour. I I am confident going into it because we are a very good side. Like, going forward, we are incredible. I think we're up there with goals scored. Like with the big boys, yeah. so I think Man City, hey, maybe. Or I put it out there. I'm going to put my neck on the line. I think we're the third best footballing team in the league. I, I, I genuinely do. I think we we play the third best football in the league. I think Arsenal, Man City, clear, right, absolute clear this season. But Arsenal, you know, only last year people wanted Arteta out, and I, I just think that. If we had the budget of these big teams and, you know, all that sort of cliche stuff, I, ge- I genuinely, genuinely think that we are one of the best teams in the league. I-, I do think that. And I think that we should be pushing Bournemouth, but also, you know, Tottenham in- in- on Saturday and-, and Chelsea the week after. Regardless, I- it could be Bruno in charge. It could be... <laughs> yeah, I'm late gutted, game, not, yeah, I'm no. actually gutted <laughs> Potter's not there. That- I was actually thinking yeah, about this same. last night. Ruins the day out, doesn't they- they would- No, but they would have been shit still. So it would have been an easy win. <laughs> It would have been an easy yeah. win. I'm gutted. True. It depends True. if they get, get someone in. Over it's a shame. Well, we'll stay on board, yeah. but just to quickly add, yeah, it depends if they get someone in before then. I hope they don't, obviously. It'd be so funny if we play against Bruno. <laughs> Oh mate, if we win, oh, mate, I'd love well. nothing more than to just take them apart as well. Oh, That'd be so I'll be funny. Unreal. I beat yeah, them five one so as well uh, on FIFA. So, what difficulty do you? World class. I'm playing world class. No, yeah. But yeah, um, Bournemouth's going to be tough. I, I do think it's going to be tough. I, I, I don't know why. I think I don't. I shouldn't really because I, I, as you say, you look at those teams and you look how good we are. And I was going to touch on Moises before I forgot actually, and I was going to just say his tackling is 
in exceptionally good. Mm. Um, I've never seen a boy so capable of making a, a challenge every single time. He's, he's not only you know strong and a unit, but his timing of his tackling is fantastic. He always seems to come away with the ball. His slide tackling, it really is great. Mm. Um, Whenever you it, see... It's, um... it's a, it's a, so I was going to say, you know those YouTube videos, right, where the Brighton ones, where it's like um, getting to know Matoma, getting to know Samiento, that stuff. They always do the yeah. same question, where it's who's the toughest tackler. Every person says Moises Caicedo. They say in yeah, training, his tackles are just so strong. And it was, yeah, it's just funny that he still does it in training. I hope he doesn't get anyone injured. Because we know what <laughs> you don't see him miss anything. Not much gets past him, to be honest. You don't tend to see, and, and if anything does get past him, you'd back him ninety percent of the time to win the ball back anyway. He's he is an exceptional talent. He really, really is. And I put Moises on the highest pedestal possible, and I, and I can give him this much praise now because he signed that new contract, and I feel a little bit better about it. But Do you know, um, that's no, giving me an idea, I, I Ryan. It. When we have when we have time, I know we say this all the time, but when we have time, we should do a tier list of like world class down to like average in yeah. the Brighton, Brighton squad and just like oh, tier tough. tier list it. That'd be sick. <laughs> I think we'd have like a lot of world class season. up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate. Like if we have like a spare Tuesday evening, we should definitely do that in between games. Um, but yes, I I think yeah, we we should be good enough. Moises, as we say, McAllister, uh, Ferguson probably starts again. Maybe I think I understand Ferguson coming out. He's eighteen. He's been away in, in Ireland, and yeah. you know he's, he's had a busy he's a had a busy few months. Break. The boys the boys eighteen years old. You think how much his life has changed the last few months? So uh, it's probably done him good to have a little rest, come back. Um, against a lower opposition, you know, it could do him a lot better, actually. So, mm. um, yeah, what what are we doing? Saying score predictions, boys. Uh, start you, Maz. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Ferguson up top. We're winning two nil. Tell you what, two nil. Ferguson double. Let's go. Ferguson double. Yeah, two nil. Jesus. I know Jack. Okay. Could, if Jack like was on, he'd probably say three nil Bournemouth. Dom Solanke hat trick because he's got some. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about Solanke. for Dom Solanke. <laughs> Oh, I hope for Jack's sanity that he doesn't score. Who, yeah, I'm actually going to go the same as you, Maz. Yeah, 2 0. And if Ferguson does start, then yeah, I reckon he'll get one of them at least. Okay. Um, I've got to go positive now. Something about Bournemouth away on Sky Sports just hurts. Are we on Sky? Yeah, the trip up. Who's it, Sky? I don't know if we are. I didn't didn't fancy the trip to um, Bournemouth on Tuesday night. Yeah, I can't be, can't be getting there to be honest. I'm not getting home, that's for sure. Yeah, um, the last, the last yes. train's at quarter past nine, so everyone's having to get like the coach or driving. Yeah, I, I could, I could not be done with it. I, I think I'd go mad. Oh no, it's not on Sky. Sorry, Chelsea's on Sky. Oh, for some reason I thought it was on Sky. Bruno, yeah. on I don't know where that come from. Yeah, imagine that. Um, they were like bloody Bournemouth, Brighton. Yeah, <laughs> there's absolutely no way that I can watch that game. Unfortunately, something has to be sort of you know following some text <laughs> if only there was a website um yeah, yeah if only I, if only i knew a way of it, <laughs> it'd be so much better um but yes uh score prediction for me i'm gonna say 3-1 i think we'll score a few but i have a feeling they'll score as well um so 3-1 um okay yeah. Defen- uh, defensively i just want i want to be better than we were against Brentford. Yeah, i think defensively mm. we were poor um but also yeah a lot you know a lot of people will be thinking does web is webster still you see back now, right? No, Webster? he's not back. Oh, he's it's only still? Ferguson back, I think. Yeah. Ah, okay. um, so I was, was going to say, would that be a yeah. would that be a decision for Deserby, like bringing back Webster? Mm. Uh, and do you play do you play Lamptey instead of Voltman? Like again, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is Tarek's still out. Oh, but oh, is he still, still out as well. Bloody still, hell. Yeah, Tarek's still out. All black, all, all back by now. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Veltman, Veltman will probably start. I think the the, the starting level will make itself. To be fair, yeah. the only one that. 
Um, Ferguson you're probably going to change his Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's hope we see Karim Matoma break some hearts over on the south mm. coast. Um, but yeah, comments below. I don't think there's anything else to really add, boys. Comments below. Comments let's all laugh below. at Potter. <laughs> let's all laugh at Potter. Yeah. Wake me up. Go for it. Before you go, go. Yeah. Oh, oh, funny that wasn't copyrighted. We could have done that as the intro. That would have been so <laughs> yeah. funny. The, uh, the wake me up before you go, go. Yeah, that would be good. Um, all right, boys. Thank you very much for joining us as always. Thank you for listening, subscribing, streaming, however you're actually doing this right now. Uh, make sure you do follow us on all of our socials. See your social. And we'll see you probably after Bournemouth in before, in before Tottenham uh, for a Topspur? very busy April. Topspur? Topspur? What's that? A very busy April, boys. But um, yeah. yes. We'll see you soon. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.